You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Yeah. Okay, so I might get a little fired up here. So we're going to go offense first because that's the bad <laughs> news. Has the offense was bad. not good. From um, the entire game, top to yeah, bottom. Yeah, I mean, no just, it just did not – you know, I, I like – gosh, I don't even know where to go. I felt for everyone, but also they all had a role to play. Um, it just seemed like – and it seems still like the Bucks cannot get things done offensively. They've struggled the entire season with Tom Brady at the helm getting things done offensively, getting to the end zone. They've scored more points this season. Like Ryan Suckup has scored more points <laughs> for the Bucks with field goals than I think that they've scored and touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, and that alone, when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback, is ridiculous. And I know, I know, they have a few guys out. Chris Godwin's out. You got Mike Evans suspended. Julio Jones is out. But still, not mm-hmm. one single guy. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers doesn't have guys to pass to. He still figured it out. With a deficient, a deficient list as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. He still figured it out. It's just the, it's, it's not like, like the defense is oh it is, is is overpowering. It's not like it's the most amazing defense in the NFL. Like you're gonna play tougher defenses than you saw today with the Packers, and mm-hmm. you still could not get it done. And I don't, I mean, aside from getting healthy, I don't know where you go from here. Yeah. And you, okay. So you said something that actually just really, okay, I'm awake now. Here we are guys, because I think if there's one thing that that's going to hurt this team's, I don't want to say hurt their ego, but be a, a wake up call for this team is that playing the Packers today was very much like looking in a mirror, but yeah. you that mirror really made you question where can this team go? Because heading into the game, they had a dwindling wide receiving core list. You know, Aaron Rodgers out there throwing to rookies. And I was at the senior bowl evaluating these kids, Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. And Dubs didn't really surprise me. I thought he was going to be more of a developmental wide receiver who, you know, got better on year three, year four. I didn't think he was going to be the go-to guy who becomes a Swiss army knife tearing apart the Bucks' defense, if you will. So imagine playing a team that just has so many similarities to you, yet they're still finding a way to get the job done. Yep. That's very that's a, that's a big ego check there. 
And that's even deeper than Rodgers versus Brady because you've got Alan Lazard. Well, you know, Rashad Perriman's been in this league for how long? Russell Gage was supposed to be this way more of a contender um, in this offense than, than he's giving a role to be. And I get it. He might be on a snap count because of the hamstring situation. And I know injuries plague, but it's playing on both sides. Lazard has been limited participation. Didn't play in the last couple of games. Like the equivalence there in terms of the dwindling accountability in the wide receiving room. And, you know, they have Jones and Dylan. Bucks have Leonard Fournette. Rashad White hasn't seemed to produce the way that he's supposed to. Why is Keyshawn Vaughn not dressing out when he's been your end zone guy in tough games? Regardless, like there's just so many question marks here. So my first thing, the first thing that comes to mind with this awful mirror that you have to look in and say, how can they get it done and we can't, is it starts at the head. We've got to talk about the coaches a little bit here. We've got to talk about some of the play calling. You get a – you you fall short on a play and you decide to come up and follow up with a trick play with the butterfingers that you have been dealing with all game. I mean, come on. I wanted, I wanted to just dismiss myself. I wanted to fire myself on behalf of everybody else and just exit the stadium and call it because how do you call a trick play after this? When you've already seen that there's no accountability in these wide receivers. What's the first thing that they say? And people are going to be like, why are we always talking about hockey? Because hockey just makes it make sense. Okay, guys? Keep it simple. Play your game. Yeah. You don't want a trip. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Like, not cool. Not great. But what? You whip out a trick play? Yeah. That's keeping it simple. That's applying to your strengths on this really questionable roster at the moment. Yeah. So that's that's just kind of that's kind of an overview, Jolly Roger. Well, it seemed desperate, Casey. It seemed desperate, and 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 this shouldn't be a desperate team. By no means. No, not when you have. So I I know some of the guys were out. I get it, mm-hmm. but this should not be a desperate team. There's too much talent. Yep. When you have the greatest quarterback of all time, like. There's too much talent. This should not be a desperate team. And a play like that is desperate. Mm-hmm. And that's Very not how coach. you that's not how you that's not how you win games. Clearly, they didn't win. And that play landed them in shambles. Like it was it you know what I mean? They lost 12 yards on that play. Like yeah, sure, yeah like you know, like they recovered the fumble, but like it, nothing was 12 yards. It's, it's not, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just not smart. It's not good play calling. Mm-hmm. And it, and Casey, it makes me question like, was it, and I'm not questioning Todd Bowles. I think that, uh, clearly we'll get to the defense. What he's doing is fantastic, but it mm-hmm. must be questioned a little bit. Like, was it the right time for for Bruce to leave? Was it the right – you know, like, this yep. offense needs something. And what they're working with is not it. And I know Bruce is, like, still in the front office. I know that, like, he still has conversations and whatnot. But he's not calling plays. Right. He's not out there. He's not doing it. And it it's makes – It's Leftwich. It's Leftwich. And we – 
or at least me, yeah, to an extent, I thought that Brady was going to be more involved in that decision-making process of, of the plays being called, but it's, it's very apparent when it's a Byron Leftwich call and that's frustrating. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I mean, even opening up the game, starting with offense, um, Packers won the toss, deferred it over to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay gets their first offensive strides. They moved along well. It was very, it was a very hopeful opening. I should mention that it was a very hopeful opening, but then you started to see the ripples in the tides and then where they started kind of basically beating themselves and then having to forego to a field goal. And then at that moment is when it was like, oh, crap, is this team not that they rely on defense, but is it going to come back down to the defense winning this game for them? Exhausting themselves, being on the field too much, constantly coming in, them having to get turnovers, whatever the case may be. And as soon as the Packers look strong enough to 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 power forward, this offense just continued to fall apart. You know, running the ball back. I mean, back to back to back three runs with Leonard Fournette in a row. Why? Why would you do that? They don't have the strongest secondary, you know, and then the Packers lose um, Jerry Alexander, if I said his name correctly, one of their top cornerbacks, you know, he goes out with a groin injury. He ends up being questionable. That should have been or at least me from my perspective. I'm like, OK, they just lost one of their top corners. Let's see if we can get these air balls going a little bit more. Let's see if we can open things up in, you know, in the air versus constantly trying to have Leonard Fournette go back to back to back or doing those first down runs or doing these predictable plays. And don't get me wrong. I get it. The wide receivers aren't very accountable, but then what, how are they going to, how are they going to get up to speed there? Rashawn Perriman did a much better job, but he only had three receptions for 44 yards. Then you have Russell Gage with 12 receptions for under a hundred yards. And he had one fumble. Or, yeah, he had, like, one fumble. And then Scotty Miller, I mean, I can't even root for him anymore because, unfortunately, I think that he's just so – he's living in such fear to where he's he is beating himself. He's not performing. He is dropping everything that comes his way. And speaking of that weird trick play that they tried to pull off in a a very untimely manner, he's the one that drops the pass. Yep. On the reversal. Yep. I just – it felt like it felt like they had no plan at all. That's what it felt like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and and because and because everyone is so, I don't I don't know if they just uh, so onto that I don't know if they just assumed that their defense was going to like win it for them again. Uh, but it, yeah, it just seemed like it was inconsistent. It didn't seem like the same. To your point, like you knew when who was calling what plays and like. Even the play calling didn't seem consistent. The plan didn't seem consistent. And from my perspective, someone needs to take ownership. There needs to be one person 
that everyone believes in. And that person needs to take ownership and be able to move this team forward. Yeah. But you can't have, you can't have three cooks in the kitchen fighting Mm -hmm. over who's, how they're going to make the recipe. Like it's not going to work. You can't have everybody fighting over how they're going to run this offense. Yeah. But what you need to do is play to your strengths. You have a fantastic quarterback. You Mm -hmm. have a really great running back. In fact, you have more than one. Like if Lenny is not ready to go, like I think Keyshawn has shown us some really great stuff. Um, You have some tight ends that, that, that can get a few things done. And you know what? If you can't do the long plays, take a cue from the Packers and just move the ball. Mm-hmm. Just move the ball. It wasn't, it wasn't, they just need to be more creative. They're not being strategic or creative right now. And they whatsoever. don't have to be doing so. They can be simple and switch things up, you know, because like, correct. Look out to me. Kyle Rudolph, somebody that I've been waiting to, waiting for him to suit yeah. up forever now. He finally suits up. He gets one great catch. One great catch stays in bounds, gets them moving down the field. Did we ever see that again? No. It was Cameron Bright, which Cameron Bright was awesome. He was very helpful. He drew in a penalty for one. He he was so aggressive in trying to fight for yards. But in the same sense, Cameron Bright is a, is very much a you know one particular style kind of tight end. Yeah. Why exactly. didn't they play off of that a little bit more? Cameron Bright. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph got limited to one role. And if you're telling me that Rudolph still doesn't know the Bucks system by week three after signing the first day of training camp, then somebody somebody's not doing their homework. Somebody's not securing their job. Somebody's not doing their job. Rudolph should know enough by now to be uh, an accountable person in that system. One catch, you use your tight end for one catch, Leonard Fournette nearly had 30 less rushing yards than he did against the Saints. And we saw how the Saints, quote unquote, contained Lenny, if you will. Lenny's a strong player. He fights hard and he made some plays look amazing out there. But then when you look at the stats and realize he only rushed for, what, 35 yards, 32 yards? That's insane. Yep. And then you continue to just continue to hand him the ball over and over and over again. You use Kyle Rudolph one time. You continue to go to Cameron Bright, who once the point of contact happens, sometimes he can be he can lose yards. You know, he's not the he's not the most stout tight end, if you will, but he's still great and he's still contributed and he's still helpful. But you don't continue to overwork that. You just keep putting yourself in situations to be predictable, and then. When you do switch it up, you do these outlandish things that just make no sense. It seemed like there was no game plan, no point of attack to handle the Packers' defense. You know, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, we talked about this. We talked about this with Cameron – or Cameron, Carmen. Gosh, she would kill me if she knew I almost said that. We talked about this with Carmen, and even Carmen was, you know, very honest to the fact of, like, how much more powerful this Bucks defense should be in comparison. You're going up against these guys in practice. You're telling me that with one of the fastest release quarterbacks in the league and one of those wide receivers couldn't get it together, or some of those tight ends couldn't get it figured out to where you can start throwing underpasses and get this team moving down the field. And it, yeah, it, it, it to me, it makes no sense what they're not able to affect. It, it's just like, you can't force it. You can't force what you don't have. You have to play to your strengths when you know that, 
it seems probable that Mike Evans is going to be out. You have to go back. You have to go back to the drawing board. You have to rethink your game plan for the offense. You have to use the weapons that you have, and you do have weapons. The other thing, Casey, is that they're taking stupid penalties. Oh, my first- Okay, so let's look at this. In the first, so after that first drive, which we said, like, they were able to do a little bit in that first drive. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't get into the end zone, but they get a field goal. So you get some points on the board. Yeah. Better than nothing. Mm-hmm. The next two drives, they take 20 yards worth of penalties, three penalties. And the next that's, two that's drives, it. and it buries them. They can't do mm-hmm. anything. They can't do anything because they're already having difficulty moving the ball. And then you, you give yourself the very first drive after that. Yep. They get an offensive holding penalty on the very on first and 10, and it makes it first and 20. And mm-hmm. then they just can't dig themselves out of that hole. They have to go punt. What happens the next drive? Okay. Well, they have to punt again. You know what? They had two false starts in that drive. Yeah. And they're digging themselves into a hole and they're not able to dig themselves out of it. And at that point, that's why you get the you get the desperate plays because mm-hmm. it's these, it's this, it's this, you know, first and 20, th- third and 17. And you have these like, oh, you have to overcome, you have to get so much yardage. And then you do this stupid trick play to try yep. to overcome these things. It And that's why you're acting desperate. Like there's so many things that you need to clean up. You cannot take these stupid penalties. It's like the, the Packers had eight penalties 65 yards. The Bucks had six penalties, so less penalties, but they had them for 60 yards. So the penalties were severe enough to where they're getting 60 y- only five yet less yards, but mm-hmm. two less penalties. And I mean, it frankly, it's the reason they lost the game. You get the delay of game penalty, and so costly, so costly. It it matters. You have to be disciplined, mm-hmm. and. For a team that has so many issues last year too, for so many, for they, they're veterans. Mm -hmm. You cannot have these penalty. It's costing you the game. It's costing you the game. And it's just something that has to be addressed. And, you know, it's a question that our producer just put into the chat and we have to talk about it. How much do we blame Tom Brady for the delay of game at the end of the game? And that's a great question because here's the thing. Of course, he was asked about it in his post-game press conference and kind of talked in circles around it about the fact that they need to execute. He didn't answer the question. He just kind of took a deep breath and said they need to execute and then went into this long-winded response, which, you know, if Tom Brady gives more than a, a sentence response, then we all get swept up in it because he's talking to the media, not realizing, and which, I mean, we all realize, I'm sure, but, like, not particularly realizing in the moment that he didn't not only answer the question, but he just kind of went off on a whole different thing. And so the tangent was just the fact of how they need to execute and offense needs to do better and there needs to be ball security and, oh, all very factual, but nothing about the fact of how did – this delay of game really play out. Who's going to be held accountable for that? Because it has to be someone. Well, and here's the thing. A lot of times, um, or, you know, maybe not, not in the severe percentage, but a good amount of times when delay of game takes place, it's the quarterback, but it's because he's waiting on somebody or 
it, it, it's it's waiting for the lineup. It's a communication thing. It's uh, always a communication yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, but then you're waiting you, on someone. You can you think there's going to be a timeout, or you're waiting on a play, or you're waiting on this. Like, it's always a communication thing, and it's like that's fixable. You're playing at home. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like it's not even that loud. Like, age here and why? You're what is happening? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like you're in enemy territory and you can't hear anyone and communication needs to be a factor. Like it did not need to be a factor Uh in this game in that moment in particular. Yeah. You know how important this moment is. Like you just went down and, and, and had this fantastic drive. And then this, like, it's just, these penalties are so costly. They're so timely. And that is what is so costly about that. And it's not always the, you know, the young guys or the guys that are coming in and stepping up for, you know, the ones and the twos that are out either. There was multiple times or not multiple, but, you know, Scotty Miller's number shouldn't be getting called for a penalty. You should know this. You should understand how to function in this system right now and play disciplined football. Why are you getting called? You know, it wasn't one of those games where it was like, oh, my God, the refs are terrible. Like, no, it was what it was going through you guys' mind. So kind of in a way, honestly, if I, if I had to give a, a, a more definitive answer to do I think that the, the, the delay of game was on Tom, I want to more so say no. I want to say no because the, the quarterback is your conductor. They have to make sure that that, that communication is, is understood on both ends before they're going to snap the ball because especially in a moment like that, that would have been a wasted snap. You would have lost the play. So I think the delay of game was him relaying the message to somebody and there being a miscommunication or the communication didn't feel confident enough to go ahead and get the play underway, which that's frustrating because you're working with people that should know what's going on because with that play, it was supposed to go to Russell Gage. Russell Gage has been here long enough to know what his job is. That shouldn't have been an issue. Rashad Perriman's been here long enough to know what his job is. He's been with the Bucs multiple times. You know, Scotty Miller's been here long. So there's nobody who has the excuse that, oh, you know, they're still getting up to speed, whatever, whatever. Everybody there should have known their job, their assignment, and been ready to execute. So now that I'm thinking back on it, that's probably why he took the whole roundabout on executing and then kind of dwindled into ball security and then dwindled it because him and coach Bowles did say in their, in their post-game pressers that there was a lot of mental errors and miscues. We're in week week three and you're having miscues and mental errors on both sides of the ball. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. If there was, and if it was limited or, you know, because it's a fast moving game, I understand, but it shouldn't be happening to the happening to this, to this point it shouldn't be happening this often it shouldn't be happening week three versus the green bay packers whom there's been so much conversation about them being a difficult package team to play against and they were just this weird mirror to look into and realize hey this is where we need to clean up this should have been a much different game tight score still but a much different game it it should have in a lot of ways and we're going to begin to transition to the defense but casey one final wrapping up thought we'll give uh, both of us have a a final wrap up thought on the offense. I think my wrap up thought is this. I was really looking forward to this offense. Yeah. Really looking forward to, we know Tom Brady can still do it. It's not a question of, does he have the talent? Does he have the arm? Is he capable there have been frustrating things that have happened along the way. Mm-hmm. You've had guys get hurt. I get it. It sucks. But it's a part of the game that you have to deal with. 
Yeah. And something needs to happen. And hopefully this is the game that was the wake up call, Mm -hmm. but something needs to happen, whether that's an adjustment in game plan, an adjustment in strategy, playing to your strengths. I have not seen, I feel disappointed because we have not seen the Tom Brady we're used to. Mm -hmm. We have not seen what this offense is truly capable of again, in part because some guys are hurt, but the, it, it has been disappointing every single week mm-hmm. and they need to figure it out. Even if that means changing the strategy, changing it up, figuring something different out. Yeah, I, t- I definitely agree. Um, there's a lot of big conversations that are going to have to take place and they're going to have to figure out how to game plan around this team that they're going to have moving forward for at least the next couple of weeks. And while I'm sure some people are going to be like, you know, the injuries, the this, the that, and you guys are, you know, not giving them enough slack for that or you're not being realistic. No, in a way I am being realistic because, you know, game planning and heading into the game versus the Cowboys. It was a tough defense that they were going to go up against. We're talking about Micah Parsons who got his hand on Tom Brady twice with the offensive line that we already knew was going to be a bit deficient. So they have been planning and, and game planning around deficiencies since coming out of training camp. And I know, I feel strongly about the fact that this team already knew that Julio Jones wasn't feeling 100% because heading into week one, there was definitive conversations around Julio Jones being on a snap count. There just was no conversation as to why. You don't put a player on a snap count just because. Russell Gage is on a snap count because he got banged up in training camp and he's never been fully healthy since. And they're trying to give him unlimited reps where he can help the team and then also recover, which, you know, makes sense and doesn't make sense in a sense because he almost got banged up on one play where it was like, okay, now the Bucks probably almost lost him for a couple of weeks, but thank God he bounced back. So coming out of training camp, they had a bit of an idea of how realistic this offense was going to be for at least a few the first couple of weeks. So I'm not giving them much wiggle room. They face two great defenses out of the gate. Cowboys have a great defense, and so do the Saints. Cam Jordan, once again, somebody who was all in there and got his hands on Tom Brady. How do you come in here and just completely fall apart with Rashawn or yeah, Rashawn Gary and and Preston Smith? And and just you're not it just looked like they didn't have a game plan. That's that's what my my last summary of it. It didn't look like they had a plan. I know a lot of it was drop passes and stuff, and they're gonna have to figure that out. If you can't trust your wide receivers and the only thing you can do is run the ball, okay, use Leonard Fournette as much as you can, but it's time to dress Keyshawn Vaughn. Enough yep. of this. Yep. Rashad White is a brand new kid to this, and he's he he can be a contributing factor, but he probably still needs time to get caught up on the system and find his confidence and find his stride. Let's make realistic, simple, smart moves now. Yep. There's no heading into week four, having certain guys inactive, certain guys active, and still relying on the same plays that just don't move forward. So not with the schedule you have, not with the teams you have to play. It's not, no. 100%. 100%. 100%. Figure it out.